What's going on, everybody? Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here for Annie Up. Welcome. Oh, I got to tell you, three straight days of no news, Adam. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. There's nothing to write about. There's nothing to report about. And this joke keeps going on, 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 on until until there's a slow news day, Adam. Uh, I think I'm just going to make this joke every week, every day. Yeah, it's not slowing down at all, man. There's always something going on. And when you think, all right, I'm good. I can walk away for a second. No, you get hit with a bombshell like we just did a little while ago. Um, huge bombshell here. Let's uh, let, me, let me see if I can pull up the exact what it you know what what we I don't think we've learned really what the uh, the full extent of the deal is. But um, here you go. Uh, Devonte Adams traded to the uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and, you know, like first round pick uh, was it? Here we go. So Packers get two 2022 picks, including the Raiders first round pick and they give up that's that's what they get for Devonte adams so i mean listen just there are a million things to unpack with this one here adam a million things to unpack uh obviously the afc west is the craziest fucking division in, in all of football now um as these teams just continue to throw off-season haymakers at each other uh this it's just going to be such great football to watch uh in this division on the other hand, um, Aaron Rodgers looking on. Apparently, he knew about the uh, the the possible. He knew that Devontae Adams wanted to play in in Las Vegas, and knew that the Packers weren't going to trump the contract that you know that the uh, that the Raiders were doing. They offered him basically the same amount to stay. He wanted to go and play uh, in Vegas. So, what the hell? Now that like you know. Allen Robinson sign. There's like, there's, uh, there's, there's like Juju Smith Schuster is, I think, the only like legit wide receiver free agent uh, still sitting on the market. Everybody, the, they, they've missed the boat. Yeah, especially after Allen Robinson goes to the Rams today, that would have been someone you go after. Um, I guess what Odell Beckham is still out there, Juju, maybe Will Fuller, but yeah, I mean, the synergy that Rodgers and Adams had is just really difficult. Like I know people like, well, they can draft a wide receiver and they can sign someone else. Adams and Rodgers have been doing this for years and you could just see it. They just have this synergy where it clicks. And that's why Adams put up such insane fantasy numbers, especially since they didn't have a lot of depth at the position. So Definitely surprising, but yeah, those are the reports coming out that Rodgers knew about this. Adams wanted as much money as Rodgers. Obviously, played with Derek Carr in college. So very, very surprising here uh, to see this happening. Um, but Adams gets paid. He's going to get five years, $141.25 million. Getting paid. Getting paid. And I will never... Uh, crush any athlete, specifically football, for wanting to get their money. I, I, I no issue with it. I have no issue with it either. I have, I said, I have, you know, listen, go ahead. I mean, we, we're, we're at that point right now. Very rarely do you get the, the, the guys who just stay with one team forever. Like you just, it's not a, it's not a common thing. You have to understand that football, baseball any sport i mean it's it's as much a business as it is a game and so 
you know, you have to, you have to expect certain things. I know, you know, like, uh, when, you know, you and I were growing up Adam, in like the eighties and, and, you know, and like, you know, in the nineties, you know, everybody was crying. Free agency kills the game. Free agency kills the game. But so I expect this kind of player movement here. So for a guy to go and get paid, sure, I'm 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 okay with that. I understand that. What I what I don't understand here is is Green Bay. Like I just <laughs> right, like you said. They're, they're, so he's got a rookie to deal with. Are they going to bring back MVS? Um, you know, Beckham's coming off of that that knee issue. Juju. Uh, we've talked about it, right? Juju works best when he's got a number one wide receiver on the outside uh, and Juju can work out of the slot primarily. So like all of that, I just, you know, the the Packers, for Aaron Rodgers to come back here, the Packers do not have a team that looks like it can compete right now. Um, That is true, although that division is pretty bad. Um, so it might they might still be able to win a division, um, but they're not. Again, I, you know this, Howard. For I've been saying this for years. I never pick the Packers in the postseason. They dominate the regular season. They bully teams, and they get to the playoffs. They don't have enough to win. And every year I go through the regular season, I'm like, oh shit, are they gonna burn me? Remember this year, they were the one. Every most people were picking the Packers. I'm like, I can't pick the Packers. I've seen this too many times. They get to the postseason and they don't have enough offensively to beat these good teams. And it's been the same story over and over. And what they did in the draft two years ago, I was stunned. How do you draft? And now it looks even fucking stupider, the Jordan Love pick. How fucking idiotic does it look now that you brought Rodgers back? It seemed like, well, in case Rodgers leave, we got to get a quarterback. He's not even going to set foot on the field for you. So that's a wasted fucking pick. Even if you somehow trade him, you're not getting anything good. And then you take A.J. Dillon in round two, who is a fine running back. But at that time, you had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, and you're going for a Super Bowl. And that was a stacked wide receiver class. They could have had so many different guys, and they didn't do it. Like, it's just mind-boggling what they're doing. And I know some people are coming out, and well, we all know why people don't like Aaron Rodgers, okay? I won't even get into that. But we know that's the way the world is now. If you have a certain stance on something, you get crushed. Let's put that aside. There's already people who don't like Aaron Rodgers. Now they're going to call him selfish for taking all the money. Again, I'm never going to blame any player for taking money, man. Like, it's so hypocritical of people to sit from the outside and go, oh, he should take less money to win a Super Bowl. I would do the same. You don't know that, man. You're not in their situation. And you have opportunity to get money. You take it, man. I mean, and I'm someone who is not about money. Like, I don't think everything should be about money. Like, to me, money doesn't make you happy. It really doesn't. You know, everyone who says, well, I'd be so happy if I had a billion. Yeah, you would for two weeks, a month. But do you really think that's going to make you happy long term? It's not. So I don't blame these players for taking the money. And I know the salary cap's an issue right now with some of the NFL teams or the smart teams that work around it. But I don't know what Green Bay is doing, man. I mean, it goes back to that draft, man. I could not believe it. And it looks even worse now. So now they're saying the sources are saying that Rodgers knew about this. But then I saw someone else say there's no way he did knowing what happened the last couple of years. So who knows? We'll find out. Um, I have to think that yeah, he'll be he'll be on Pat McAfee tomorrow. Right. 
I have to think he did know, right? I mean, could, are you really going to do the guy that dirty after he signed the contract? You that's, know? that's, you know what? I mean, that's the thing is that we don't know what the, you know, because the rift between, you know, Gutekunst, the, uh, the, the GM and, and Rogers, um, you know, we don't know the actual details behind it. We know that they're at odds and, you know, we assume that that the arguments or the, the the problem has been the direction of the team and not getting Aaron Rodgers weapons. That's what you know, what what the narrative is, you know. And so the question is, is, you know, did you know, did, did this GM get bullied into giving Aaron Rodgers this big ass contract and then turn around and was like, ah, man. You know, and now he's gonna he's gonna fuck Rogers over. But I mean, is he gonna fuck the fan base over there also? You guys all wanted Aaron Rodgers, so here you go. Here he is. Good luck with no no weapons. Like, how do you do? It's not just doing Rogers dirty. It's doing a franchise and a fan base dirty. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And like, why did he want to? Why did Adams want to leave? I mean, really, you want to go play with Derek Carr? I mean, I mean, okay. Maybe he just uh, there was some report. Well, he's I don't from know. he's from right. Vegas, right? Right. I saw a report too that he's buying a home there. So if that's the case, look, he's played in the league a long time. He wants to get paid. You want to play at home. You had your opportunity there. I get that. Like some people are like, oh, it's all about a championship, and I, yeah, of course. But you know what? If you've been in the league for a while, and what he's twenty nine, he's like, you know what? I want to get paid, and I want to play at home. We were at the stadium. That shit is amazing. So, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) So maybe that's what happened. He's like, you know what? I just, I want to go home. And, you know, I think the Raiders are improving. That's a really tough division, as you alluded to. Um, But yeah, it's, it's definitely surprising, man. I mean, I was stunned when I saw this. Uh, I was like, holy shit. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Packers do. I mean, the one thing is the NFC is just so down right now, man. Oh, my God, the NFC is taking it. Russell Wilson leaving. The Cowboys have been gutted. Um, I know Brady came back, but there's still questions on our roster. I mean, that NFC, I mean, I know the Rams had it, Allen Robinson, and they're looking pretty good. But, man, the NFC, boy, is just, I mean, that AFC West is going to be certainly fun to watch, man. Right? And they play each other twice a year. I mean, those are going to, these are going to be, like some knockdown, drag out fights, and you know what's going to be crazy is that you know playing this, uh, you know, the each team twice and how good they are, you know, we we could see, you know, instead of a team jumping out to like that, you know, thirteen and four record, right? All of a sudden the records that you know the records could get affected, and it could in the long run fuck these teams out of like, you know, a wild card spot. Because they're spending the entire regular season beating each other up. If they all split with each other, think of you know, it's like boom. It's like so you're you're gonna lock down three losses. I mean, to to face the rest of the league. And they play the AFC West, so you'll have San Francisco, who should be pretty good. The Rams. Seattle could be rebuilding though, depending on what they do. And Arizona. Oh my God! Did you hear that Seattle was uh, investigating Baker Mayfield? That's great. <laughs> Can you imagine the look on faces of fucking Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf being like, we just went from Russell Wilson to Drew Locke, and now you want to go from Locke to to Baker Mayfield? Like, I couldn't think of a more painful thing to do to your wide receivers than that. I, I, you know, I guess the explanation for Rodgers is maybe he just said, you know what, I want as much money, and it doesn't matter. I'll, we'll see what. We deal with. Hopefully, we draft some good receivers or sign someone. 
that's that's my guess because right i mean because only the packers could have paid him that much essentially right so maybe he's just like all right uh, pay me and hopefully adams changes his mind hopefully something gets worked out it did it i mean he it made it he made it pretty clear but yeah it's definitely definitely stunning here because again you can have your opinions on Aaron Rodgers. Again, I know there's a lot of people that hate him, but I'm sorry. Green Bay has not done much to help him over the years. They haven't and, done anything for him over the right, years. Right, right. And I know he gets criticized. Oh, you know, he's only won one Super Bowl. How's that possible? I'm sorry. I mean, he they, they haven't done anything to bolster that offense, especially at the wide receiver position. Again, going back to that draft, Jefferson, T. Higgins, all those wide receivers, they didn't draft one. Is it, wait, they didn't even draft one wide receiver in that whole draft, if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. Oh, <laughs> I mean, come on. That was littered with talent. And you don't get one? And again, now the Jordan Love thing. And here's the thing. It's easy in sports hindsight. Almost everyone at the time said, what are the Packers doing drafting Jordan Love? Yeah. Makes no sense. It's It's one thing if you're not competing for a Super Bowl, and you're like, oh, well, he might walk. We knew the chances of Rodgers staying there were probably pretty high, and they were so close. Like, they were, to me, again, that was one of the missing links, is they needed another playmaker. Because, you know, teams in the playoffs are better defensively, and they can limit Adams. They're not going to take him out, but you're not going to see Adams good 200 yards against a good defense. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm baffled. I'm baffled by the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll uh, more information will come out again, slowly leaking out. Don't know what's true and what's not, but apparently Adams just didn't want to be there anymore and wanted to go home. So I guess uh, Rogers had to be aware of this. Um, yeah, I feel like he had to have been aware. Like the GM could be the biggest prick in the world. And, and you still don't do that to to because you're you're doing it to the franchise. You're not just doing it to to Aaron Rodgers. You're not just sticking it to Rodgers. You're sticking it to a, an entire group of uh, of, of <laughs> poor poor helpless fans, poor okay, unfortunate so, yeah. souls. And yeah, Rob Domofsky, who covers the team, said um, per source, Packers were willing to pay Adams equally to what the Raiders are with this new deal, but Adams preferred to play elsewhere. Rogers was aware of the developments with Adams as they unfolded in recent days. Very, 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 very interesting to say the least. Very interesting. Um, in other football news, Adam, so apparently, and I don't think we've discussed this now, uh, with Deshaun Watson, um, the the Texans have agreed to deals with, like they've accepted the packages uh, from the Saints, from the Falcons, um, and supposedly they also had, you know, they they had done the Browns. They agreed with the Browns as well, um, and now the Browns are out of it because uh, Deshaun Watson said he doesn't want to go. He's leaning Saints. And he's uh, and and then you know we're also looking at the possibility of um, the Falcons. Now I don't understand why he would go to the Falcons. They have no fucking wide receivers either. But the Saints is really kind of an interesting option here, I think, because you know I mean you got to figure that he'll get some sort of suspension, right? I mean 
They suspended Zeke for six games for pulling that girl's top up and, you know, all the other the, the, the stuff. So he's whether whether you know, no criminal charges or not, like the, even with the civil cases, which could actually get thrown out. And it's, it's kind of likely that they are because of no criminal charges filed. Um, but the NFL act and they'll, they'll suspend uh, Watson. So figure let's just say they give him six games. Right. Um, they're going to also have to suspend Alvin Kamara for for his uh, for his uh, Pro Bowl uh, time in Vegas. That's that's going to come back to haunt him. And then we don't even know about Michael Thomas. Uh, but I'll tell you what, from like week eight through the end of the regular season, I could very well be in on the Saints. Yeah, I mean, that would be the better destination again, especially with the NFC kind of opening up now uh, that. That's probably where you want to go. And even in that division, um, you know, Atlanta, obviously rebuilding Carolina. It's going to depend on what they do at quarterback and Tampa. We'll see, you know, obviously Brady being back certainly catapults them as you saw in the odds uh, for winning the championship as they shot up. So yeah, that, that would be the spot that I would, if I was Watson, I would want to go. Yeah. You're indoors too, solid division. You got to think Michael Thomas would be pretty excited about that too. You would think, you would think. I don't even know if Michael Thomas even wants to play football anymore. I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find out. Hey, by the way, the Bears uh, just signed Byron Pringle to a one-year $6 million deal. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's headline news. I mean, that's going to push the Adams trade to the back burner. <laughs> So now the Packers have four picks in the top 59, 22, 28, 53, 59. So heck of a rebuilding year. Heck of a rebuilding year. Poor Aaron Rodgers has to now endure it. I don't know if they'll be rebuilding, though, man, in that division. <laughs> it's not I, good, man. So so if, if you're if you're the Packers now, who do you bring in? Maybe Beckham. I mean, you don't know the condition of his knee. Right. I mean, that's something you have to look into. Yeah. They're going to draft. They're going to. Well, again, we thought they would before, but they should be drafting <laughs> wide receivers. Obviously, they'll probably sign one or two. Um, again, they they knew this was happening. Right. I mean, guess what? Did they have to free the money first uh, to get Adam's money off the books before they could do anything? I don't know the exact nature of their salary cap situation. Obviously, money is free now. So maybe they couldn't do it before because. We've already seen a bunch of receivers sign, but or how about Antonio Brown? <laughs> Julio Jones? Oh, Jarvis Landry's out there still, right? Why? You know what? Why don't they bring in Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster? And Julio Jones. And I mean, Julio he's Jones. Stay on the field anyway. Could you imagine that's the trio that shows up into camp? Oh, boy. That would be fun. Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and Juju. Yeah, they have so much fun on TikTok. <laughs> dude that would be the craziest fucking shit right and could you imagine that could you imagine that i mean from a talent standpoint very i mean strong 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 talent very maybe, that, very maybe that's the plan they're just gonna be like all right let us get crushed and now we're just gonna bring in an all-star right well because brown isn't gonna cost them huge money. Brown doesn't have the, the juice to to command the, the, the money that he wants. Yeah, and you uh, got to put a behavior clause in the contract. 
Right. You got to do that. Um, for uh, for Julio, you know, I mean. Landry would be a good fit with him. I like that one, Landry. Yeah, yeah. He's like a rich I man's mean, Randall Cobb. Do Does Seattle trade their receivers, depending on what they do? Tyler Lockett, I or, heard. Or DK Metcalf. Weird. Yeah. Does Seattle tra- trade them both? Lockett and Metcalf to the Packers for Or for what? the two first-round picks. For the two first <laughs> <laughs> That would be the sickest move ever. That would be that's like the mic drop baller move right there. If the GM were to pull some shit like that out, like I could see like Seattle, they traded all their first rounders to the Jets. Then they just got them back in the Russell Wilson deal. And now they can build even more draft capital there. Uh, you know, like this, all this sucks. Stuff. The NFC is just plummeting of all the fucking years for Dallas to just lose everyone. <laughs> really? Of all years, like the NFC is just. No wonder why. That's why Brady came back. He's like, wait a second. What is going He's on like, here? This shit's wide open now. He's like, yeah, these teams, everyone's leaving. They're going to the AFC. Yeah, I'll come back. Because <laughs> wait, let's uh, let's let's uh, check this out real quick. Um, I want to look at some odds. I wonder if they already updated the uh, uh, the Packers are still plus eight fifty win a Super Bowl. So they're third. Bills are the favorite. Chiefs, Packers, Bucks are plus eight fifty. Rams are plus twelve hundred. Wow. So the conference winner in the NFC Packers are still favored as of now on DK Sportsbook. This is we're recording on uh, what night is it? Thursday night. Uh, Packers plus 350, Tampa Bay plus 400, Rams plus 500, 49ers plus 700, Dallas plus 700, Arizona plus 1100. How is it? Atlanta's plus 1200? Ahead of Philly. Damn, boy, what? This conference is so weak right now. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> Shouldn't it? Right. I mean, Let's, I'm putting all my money on the AFC for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, you do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, because you can't feel. But that's but that goes back to my point before about Green Bay in the division. Like they're still going to be the favorites because, you know, I mean, Minnesota, Chicago and Detroit. I mean, Detroit's last at plus seven thousand. Bears are plus four thousand and Minnesota's plus eighteen hundred. That's to win the NFC conference. I mean, but it's crazy, though, because the Packers, Bucks, both have question marks right now. And they're the two favorites. I mean, I think we know the 49ers are good, but probably going to be Trey Lance, right? At quarterback. Yeah. And the Cowboys have been gutted here, losing a lot. Um, Yeah, I mean, geez. Yeah, so it's kind of a wide open conference. And then if we look at the AFC, it's nuts. You got Bills plus 300, Chiefs plus 400, Broncos plus 700, Chargers plus 800, Bengals plus a doubt. That's what's crazy about this Raider. I mean, Raiders, uh, they probably have an update. They're plus 2,500. But you can understand that because I think on paper, they got to be the worst team in the division. But they're, I mean, they're a solid team. I mean, they played well last year. They, they went beyond my expectations. I didn't think they were going to be that good, and they were. But my goodness, Listen, you got Jake, you got Jacobs in the backfield. You've got now Devontae Adams, Renfro. Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro catching passes. I, but I, I still think I think the Chargers are better. I love what they've done on defense. Yeah, you know, Herbert. Um, the Broncos obviously are better. They might be getting a little bit too much helium for me. Um, but that happens. You you get a quarterback like Russell Wilson, and people go crazy, and the market reacts. Um, you know, I like I, we've talked about like the Chargers team. I back every year, and they just break my heart. So I got <laughs> to I got to keep that in mind. I mean, look, the Bengals are still good, and they're fifth at plus one thousand. 
We know the Ravens are probably going to do something. I mean, the Ravens were really decimated by injury last year. Um, so, yeah, it's wild. It's it's really wild right now in the AFC and especially that AFC West division. Yeah. Oh, no, dude, that division is crazy. Uh, the rumor mill has Jimmy Garoppolo going to Indianapolis. Um, and I think, you know, I think that he kind of fits that that mold of, of what they kind of need, what they want. Right. Um, like you said, the Bengals, uh, the Bills. I mean, this this. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's it's very it's very heavy in the uh, in the AFC West. But you look at all of these teams, you know, in the AFC who who can compete. And I mean, you and I thought the, the Indianapolis uh, was going to end up in the playoffs. They should have been in the playoffs. So that's this is sick, man. And then, you know, oh look, my Jets right there in the corner. They're over there in the corner right there. They're just they're gonna sit this one out. We're gonna wait until everybody picks their dance partner, and then the Jets are gonna show up. Yeah, but the if these AFC West teams do beat up on each other, it's I mean the path for Buffalo to get that one seed is is really good because you might have a ten or eleven win team in the AFC West winning the division if everything plays out. Yeah, and it's- Buffalo is gonna have pretty smooth sailing. Pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty good indeed. All right. That's the NFL side. We've got to jump to the MLB side because more stuff happened over there, too. Uh, Adam got to uh, break some news last night on the uh, on the Alarm After Hours show. So let's uh, let's talk about what else happened in MLB uh, on the other side of this commercial break. So Adam, as exciting as the NFL uh, is and has been and all sorts of stuff like that, MLB still not disappointing here. We got, well, you got Freddie Freeman, uh, who, you know, the deal isn't etched in stone, but it looks like he is uh, going to be with the Dodgers. Uh, Dave Roberts basically saying that he's never seen a lineup uh, like what he's got there. I mean, it's, it's insane between Freeman and Mookie Betts and uh and and Trey Turner and uh, you know Cody Bellinger and who am I missing out of there I mean it's just it's crazy it's crazy what they've got going on it's just a loaded lineup I mean they've been doing this every year they get Mookie Betts Trey Turner uh just insane so obviously it's good for Freeman's fantasy value he was going to be good wherever he played but it's a better park to hit in uh he'll have Turner and Betts in front of him so yeah I mean I don't know how much higher you move him up. Maybe. I mean, he was probably going to move up a little bit anyway because Tatis is dropping and Acuna is dropping. So that moves him up a couple spots anyway. I know I took him in a draft uh, draft champions early, like round two. Um, So, yeah, I mean, he probably goes late first round now in 15 team league, maybe even in a 12. But I mean, it's like I don't know how much higher you could put him. He was already going high to begin with. Yeah, no, I haven't. I actually I haven't moved Freddie Freeman with my my rankings at all because of that. And I didn't, you know, I had him as a as a back end of the uh, of the first round kind of guy anyway uh, on the uh, on the cheat sheet. So, you know, no, I think you know I moved I moved Matt Olson up on the on the cheat sheet when he got traded to the Braves. But yeah, you're right. We knew that Freeman was gonna he's gonna hit no matter where he goes. Um, it's lateral, lateral move in, in park shift. Um, he's got a, a great surrounding lineup. He had a great surrounding lineup in Atlanta. 
He's got a great surrounding lineup in uh, in Los Angeles. So, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't think anything about moving him, but I mean that's um, again nice good landing spot for him. Good uh, good RBI and run scored totals uh, coming his way uh, as well. So. Pretty psyched about that. Now, did you hear on the Fantasy Alarm show that Alex Anthopoulos told us that for sure Ronald Acuna starting the season on the IL? Right. I think I saw a tweet from Bowden that said they expect them to begin the DH April 21st with the plan of moving him to the outfield in May. Yep. That is yeah. exactly what the plan is. And did they did he mention anything about limitations on stealing bases? He did not say anything about any limitations whatsoever. We okay. didn't ask him, you know, is he going to steal more kind of thing? We just, you know, getting this tentative plan in place, I think, is important for drafting purposes here because, you know, everybody's been pushing Acuna down to the back end of the uh, of the of the first round. Uh, in a lot of cases. And, you know, listen, I, I get, you know, how everybody's down on Trout for not stealing bases and they've bumped him all the way down. I, I think if we're looking at Acuna missing 10 games, 12 games in a, in a 162 game season, I, I don't know if I want to push him back yet. Well, here too, a lot of the discussion in the industry is a lot of people are doing draft champions league. So you need to get steals early. If for most people that are doing their home league or redraft league with trades and everything, it's not as integral because you're not playing for an overall championship where you're shooting for a six figure prize. You're trying to win your league. So you don't need to have the most points in stolen bases and you can make trades and, you know, maybe your league is shallow. These draft champion leagues that we're referring to are usually 15 teams, 50 rounds, and that's it. You draft your team and that's it. So that's why you're seeing steals pushed up there. And also in like these big overall contests because you need, you can't really punt a category. Now, if you're in a head-to-head league with categories, you can punt steals. You can start a draft, you know, Trout Freeman. You don't need the steals, load up in other categories. Even in points leagues, depending on what the scoring format is, sometimes steals are only one or two points. You don't need to worry about it as much. So it's very critical that you understand your scoring system. Um, and yeah, I know we we've been talking with an emphasis on stolen bases, but a lot of it comes down to your individual league settings. And most of the steals, the thing is, most of them go early, right? We see less guys are running. And most of the guys that steal a lot of bases are all going in the top 100 picks. So you want to get some. You don't want to be left out with nothing because then you're going to be like the your mindset throughout the draft is like, oh, I'm so light. And you're going to be getting these guys that give you steals with no power. And now you're going to be deficient or behind in power, RBI runs. So that's just what you need to keep in mind. But, yeah, I mean, if Acuna is going to be back the 21st, he's only missing two weeks of the season. That's nothing. And that he's going to DH to start. So, yeah, um, shouldn't downgrade him too much. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely looking at uh, moving him up. I mean, how far up, you know, into that top, like, you know, kind of I'll tell you what, let's just let's uh, run the exercise here. Um, if you had the first pick. For each team, uh, you know, like in the first round. Where are you starting? Like, well, let's let's just kind of draft that first round here. Um, 
Trey Turner number one because of the speed? Yeah. I mean, he gives you everything. He gives you a, a, a huge cushion in average, too. He's been like 318, 330 the last two years over a lot of at-bats. The one concern I have about him is maybe the RBI total is a little bit low. Uh-huh. Uh, but again, now you got the the designated hitter. I mean, it looks like Pollock's going to hit ninth. He's a hell of a fucking hitter. So, um, yeah, I'd take Turner one, and he's got the second in short eligibility, so I'd go Turner one. Turner one, Soto number two? Uh, Soto or Ramirez. Okay. So let's just say two or three, Soto, Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fourth? Bichette. Bichette? Mm-hmm. Ah, because you're 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 glomming on that speed. I mean, he does everything else well, and that's a hell of a lineup too. That is that that Toronto lineup, one heck of a lineup there. Um, okay, so turn so Turner, Soto slash Ramirez, uh, Bobachet at four. Where's five? Vlad. Vlad at five. I like it. I like it. Uh, sixth. Um. I mean, I don't really like to go pitching that early, so I'm going to leave Cole and Burns out of it. Uh-huh. Um, Otani, Harper, Freeman, um, Acuna. I might go Acuna there. I mean, yeah, I, I think I might. I mean, you can make a case for Tucker, Betts, Robert, Harper. Um, but I, I might go Acuna, especially if I'm like in a 12 team league as well. I might do it. Yeah. And again, two weeks is nothing. It's like, it's like two weeks is open, nothing. It's like opening day and oh, he got hurt. Nothing serious. A slight ankle sprain. Oh, he's out two weeks. Like you wouldn't be freaking out over that. No. And I think that that's, you know, it's one of the things that I think a lot of people kind of forget about. I think that a lot of people forget about the fact that. It's really it's 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 a drop in the bucket. It's 162. If you got a player who plays for 150 games, you're fucking psyched, right? Like, I, give me my 150 games, and I'll be more than happy with Acuna. If you're getting 145 to 150 games out of him, I mean, that's uh, he can he can put up some killer numbers, killer. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I think just people like. They want safety in their first round pick. So that's why. But again, if he's not injured now, he's recovering. And if they're saying they expect him to be ready April 21st, I mean, I, w- I would expect that to come to fruition. I'm not going to think they're lying about it. No, and he's he's taking BP at, at practices right now. So he's, you know, I mean, he, he leave it up to Acuna and he'll tell you he's ready for opening day. I think that I think that the Braves are being incredibly smart by just automatically just laying it out. This is the plan. This is how we're going to do it. And we're just going to take it and see how it goes. You know, like if he if he looks good during his, uh, you know, the early, early, like I like being on the IL for an immediate 10 days. Right. Just boom. Start him off there. Force him to 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 sit out. And then, you know, you start seeing what 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 he looks like during uh, the rehab starts. Right. And I listen, I think that it's a I think it's a solid plan. And I think it it saves it. I think it it, it keeps Acuna's value uh, up for me. Like if they were rushing him back, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. But the way that it sounds like they're handling it here, I'm pretty psyched to uh, I'll take them at, at that six mark. No doubt about it. No doubt.
Oof. So that's really that's where I, I, I kind of wanted to go with that first round. You want to finish that first round? You want to give me your uh, seven, eight, nine, ten? Yeah, I'd probably then go Cole, uh, Tucker, Harper, Robert, Betts, Burns. And then Freeman, huh? So you're free, Freeman out of the first round for you. Uh, in a 12-team league, yeah. Freeman, Trout, they're out of the first round for you in a 12-teamer. Yeah, I mean, Freeman is close. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he's going to give you good average. Yeah, it's close. I think Albies is in the discussion, too. Yeah, I definitely think Albies is in the discussion as well. I agree with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I just want to... Where do you you've done a number of drafts already, right? You've done a, a, a bunch. Where do you do you do you like picking from front, back, middle? Have you uh have you have you settled in a spot that you kind of dig? Not really. Uh, I don't see there to be one specific area that is good or bad. I mean, because yeah, I think I had 14 in TGFBI, one in tout. Uh, labor was an auction and then these dcs i've had one three um i think the one to beat adam ronas when i'm sick so not really i haven't really seen like oh yeah i love this spot yeah i've I mean, had a i've had a bunch in the beginning top three four picks right i've had a couple of drafts there um these last two that i've you know the draft champions that i'm doing now the barf draft uh you know picking at the tail end uh in a 15 teamer so i'm kind of you know i'm digging on that i'm digging you know the, the the roster construction for those teams i'm digging the ones that i did early on i'm, I'm gonna try and see if i can like you know score the, a couple of middle spots maybe in some of these best ball drafts hopefully you know I'll just try and draft from like you know six seven or eight and just see what i like but so far from both ends front and back of the draft uh, i'm enjoying the the construction either way doesn't matter to me Good shit, man. It's good shit. All right. Well, hot damn. I'll tell you what, man. The NFL and the MLB people not disappointing us in the least. And so uh, so we'll kind of move on and call it a call it a day here. I'm sure we're gonna get a ton of news over the weekend. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll record. Oh no, we're not recording on Sunday night. Oh, I got Tout Wars Tout Wars weekend all weekend, Adam. Yeah, are you broadcasting? I think I think it's you, me, Rick, and Glenn for uh, the Sunday night draft. Okay, yeah, I'm in on that one. And then you're the auctioneer for Saturday Saturn. afternoon. Yeah, you're on the broadcast on that one, or you're. I'm on the, the broadcast on that one, so I'm on the broadcast on those two, and then I'm in the uh, the 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 AL only auction in the morning. Fucking seven a.m. for me. Oh, so you're doing the auction and broadcasting after? Yeah. Oh boy, you could have well, said no. Long day, right? You could have said no. Of course I could have said no. But you uh, said, you know what? Give me the uh, 11-hour day. No, you know what? Uh, you know, what? Uh, to be perfectly honest, I turned to uh, our, our illustrious interim program director, Rob Tuzay, and I said, listen, I said, I'm, I'm fully available all weekend long. Use me as much or as little as you want. If you think that I would be, you know, bad on the on the Saturday evening broadcast because I just did a five hour auction. 
uh, then, you know, so be it. That's, you know, I'm not going to, I said, I'll do whatever you want. I'll give you whatever you need. I'm fine either way. And so he, you know, obviously needed me on both broadcasts. I'm a man of the people, Adam. I'm a I man of the that. people. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. I mean, I, that, this is what I'm here for. Like, I'm here to listen to you auctioneer, and I'm here to sit on a broadcast with you and uh, and schmooze. I think that's the head-to-head. Yeah, I know. I don't even know. Like, they change that those rules every year. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult for us to analyze, I think. Because I don't, yep. I don't, I don't play in any head-to-head leagues. I did for a long. I loved playing in points leagues. I did it for a long time, and I've said this before. It's fun. If I had one league, I wanted wanted to just be that. The problem I have with it is that, um, like you could have a great year, and now you get to the playoffs, and you're in the semifinals, and like your top three superstars have bad weeks. They slump. You're you don't have enough pitching starts. You have seven. Your opponent has 10. You know, so that's where it loses it for me. And I know people are like, well, that's how fantasy football is. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's why I don't really like. Uh, I mean, I like more of the points mattering, I like the high stakes format. I like the way they do it. I know in our home leagues, we do the week to week. And yes, that can happen. But I prefer Roto. I just feel like, you know, over the course of a season, there's more strategy. I mean, because the points leagues, it does change. Like the power guys and the guys who walk are way more valuable i mean the mile straw is useless in a points league like those guys with no power they're not good so you gotta look at doubles and triples more but they change their scoring every year i haven't looked at it so i guess i'll look at it before and try and figure something out but it's 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 tougher to and i think it's a little bit tougher to analyze yeah i i agree with you i i feel the exact same way i uh don't really i I, I played in a, in a head-to-head. I mean, I've played in head-to-head points. I've played head-to-head categories. I, you know, I just, I, I, I'm with you. I don't like the uh, the head-to-head format um, because of exactly that. You could have a, a dominant, you know, a, a dominant season all year long, and then all of a sudden, you know, first week of the playoffs, your opponent uh, ends uh, lucks out with like a whole mess of two-start, you know, pitchers for the week. Um, you know, and it just it turns into a it's just it's a different animal there. Um, and yeah, I agree with you on the points league. I don't like playing in points leagues either. You know, I mean, it, it really it, it, a lot of it tilts very heavily towards pitching. Um, and, you know, and it, it I think it, it just it devalues hitters too much. So I'm, I'm definitely going to check in on the scoring. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, the participants who we get to uh, to cut up on uh, throughout it. And it's our good friend Ariel Cullen. Oh, okay. So Frank Stanfield, Ariel Cohen, Clay Link, Jeff Pontes, Greg Jewett, Nick Pollock, Andrea Lamont, Ryan Hallam, Paul Spohr, Dan Strafford, Chris Welsh, and Micah Henry. Okay. I know most of the people in there. As do I. So that's who I'm going to be broadcasting uh, about uh, over there. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. All right. Well, Adam, um, I will see you all over the weekend uh, at Tout Wars. And uh, you got anything, uh, any parting shots for everybody as they uh, as they head into the weekend? No, man. Just keep paying attention to that news for baseball and uh, be adjusting your your depth chart and everything because things are changing and we still have some names that have yet to sign. 
Indeed. All right. Love it. All right. Great stuff all around. Folks out there, thank you so much for liking and subscribing and listening to us here on the Annie Up podcast. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. Woo. We'll catch you next time.